Javelins with varying capabilities and a terrible launch on Saturday. At least it's not Andromeda. Mass Effect sucks, yeah. Sorry about that. We could have done much better. Sorry, Daniel. We could have done much better. I resent that you said Mass Effect sucks. Andromeda's bad, but it was okay. Are we recording now? Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, what did Paul. you think what that was for? Yeah. I wouldn't have... I mean... Me you just sh- sang a full song. If you weren't recording, that would have been strange. Don't act like me and Shane don't do this just randomly. It's not... Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, welcome to the Monday special. Welcome. Which, welcome. Bienvenidos. Who's here today? Who's missing? The ghost of Gabby has appeared and <laughs> has left the room suddenly. Just a Kingdom single, Hearts, a more single, like Kingdom Farts. A oh, single he, nipple he just it. floating. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Gabby couldn't be with us this week. Uh, shout out and all the love to Gabby taking care of his family. So such a good dad. Good for him, man. You know he's he, you know he's he's out there protecting the kids. He's from, fathering the hell out of all of us from bacteria. Sure. Yeah, and go, well, go. I guess it's too late for the bacteria, but you know he's protecting them. From illness. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. So we have Daniel. Hi. Paul. 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 And I'm Shane. Hi, Shane. Thanks for joining us on this fine Monday with this snowstorm that's going on. About 15 centimeters of snow, it looks like we have today. What a surprise. Quick question, guys. Mm. If I'm dealing with like very snowy, cold conditions, which javelin should I be uh, armed with? Um, I would go personally with the storm javelin because it can use fire attack and melt the snow. Also, its name is Storm, so like snowstorm. Oh, I wasn't even thinking <laughs> that. He does have a nice <laughs> attack too. So yeah, wow, he balances both. Real master of the elements, as all things should be balanced. Uh, if you haven't been able to tell from our intro song, then and you're then, a fool. And then also from what Paul just said, a cherished we, listener. We got a chance to uh, play Anthem this weekend, which we've been looking forward to. Unfortunately, Gabby's not here to share his thoughts, but we uh, we have all spent some time with BioWare's new multiplayer online RPG slash Destiny slash Division thing. Slash uh, Iron Man. Slash Iron Man Iron Simulator. Iron Man Simulator, yeah. Yeah, so a lot of great stuff. Uh, we've had a chance to play a pretty considerable amount. I think I put in about eight. Probably about eight or nine hours into it, the demo, since Friday. You? Yeah, I played a lot on Saturday. Wow. Um, I spent a lot of time reading about it. I mean, it's pretty much the same thing, right? Yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so we have some thoughts we wanted to share on the the Anthem demo. Uh, We will have more thoughts in the weeks leading up to its release. It comes out on February 15th for EA Access and uh, Origin Access members. And then for uh, the February twenty second for anybody that uh, has not pre-ordered the game, um, and then this weekend there was a VIP demo which was released to anybody that had pre-ordered it, and then there will be a public demo next weekend for anybody that just would like to try the game and see if it's their cup of tea before Bioware releases it in four weeks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So go, go team go. We got a chance. I mean, we'll get this out of the way first because a lot of people have complained about the fact that they weren't able to access the game. Most of my Friday after the initial, I think I was talking to you, Shane. It was either you or Gabby, but I was playing for about an hour right after it launched and then I couldn't launch it until I think 10 Later or 11 that we night. Played together, yeah. Yeah, so the game has has uh, um, suffered from some connectivity issues and, and, and loading loops and stuff like that on... Uh, on all platforms, really, but Xbox seemed to be the one that had the most trouble doing it um, after the initial uh, patches. So a lot of people complaining about that. It did suck. There was a lot of times where I wanted to play it, and then it just wouldn't connect, and so I'd have to quit the game and jump back in. But that aside, um, thoughts, uh, I, you know, ideas, feedback for the game, anything that you want to see from the final version that you weren't able to see in the demo, um, or did it give you a pretty good taste of what to expect from Anthem? I mean, I want to start off by saying it's weird that it's a demo. I think it's weird that EA released a demo instead of calling it a beta. To me, it feels very much like a beta. I guess it's a demo because it's a slice of gameplay. And you're saying that it's the final, but they've restricted features in the demo, like running in the uh, the main place. What's the main place called? Tarsus. Tarsus, yeah. And running in Tarsus, apparently in the final game, you'll be able to run there. Uh, I don't th- think this is the final. Sorry, to be clear, I don't think it's the final build. I think it was the uh, the. I think they said it was six to eight weeks old or something like that. So it was the pre-polished build of it. But I think that maybe they tagged it a demo because it does feature some story missions in there. Whereas betas usually are like load tests and stuff like that. Like they they go in to really see if it's a sustainable platform yet, which clearly it wasn't. But the demo also offered some insight into the story, which we haven't really seen in any of the marketing for Anthem just yet. Um, but yeah, so Tarsus, you'll be able to run around. That was yeah. a big complaint of mine. It was, it was pretty slow Terrible. to get around. Yeah. yeah, going super slow. But I think it's, uh, I mean, I'm surprised that they didn't do this weekend as a beta next weekend as a demo with the fixes from this weekend. Like launch it that way because a lot of people, I mean, people are going to complain about everything. So there was a lot of pushback as we discussed about the Rocky launch that it had. Uh, I tr- I think I tried playing for like four or five, maybe six hours of trying to log into it and couldn't log into it and then ended up playing that night with you. But once we got in, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I did have a good time with it. Uh, I it, At first, it was like a little so-so when it was three of us playing there, Daniel. We were playing, um, what were we playing? We played the, uh, what's called, I think it was a world event. So it was like a, it was a purple indicator. I think it was... Was, was it like when we faced battle. that big boss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was actually... That was fun. That was a lot of fun. I yeah. played that with Gabby afterwards as well, and we had a lot of fun with it. And we, like I had only played as one of the... What are the javelins, which is basically a mech suit. Yeah, the exosuit. Because calling it a javelin get. sounds like you're throwing a pole or something like that, right? A missile. Yeah. Uh, but it is like the exosuit. So there's four different exosuits or like mech suits. I don't know. What do they classify them as? I don't really know if they have javelins, just javelins. Okay. Anyways. Um, yeah, there's four different classes of them that have different uh, abilities. And basically you could play It's, it's almost like a warlock and a tank and, uh, you know, like a balanced, a well balanced ranger, yeah, balanced ranger and et cetera. Speedy interceptor. Yeah. Which would be like, um, scout. Yeah. More yeah. similar to like a scout. So just to kind of break it down really quickly before we dive any deeper, the four classes are, uh, storm interceptor, ranger and then the tank is called colossus colossus so those are the four classes um bioware was nice enough to unlock access to all of the javelin suits today at four o'clock before uh eastern time before it goes down uh permanently for the weekend oh yeah yesterday sorry 
It's Monday. I thought, I thought I'd heard Monday. that from the get-go, like when that game actually releases, you're going to be able to use any of those different classes right from the go. Well, you can, but you have to unlock them. So you can use them, yeah. but you'll get your unlock token as you level up. So the game, the demo started with level 11, 10. You start at level 10, 10. and then at level 12, you unlock your first. Yeah. And like, then 14, I think you get another. You get another oh, So like the, the single player has a progression that basically acts as a tutorial for the different types there of really, classes. There really is no single player that really? I saw. Like the single player narrative that takes place when you're doing the events, you're playing with four people. Otherwise, you're having a hell of a time. So the way it's going to work in the final game is that you'll have your open world free play on the planet that you're on. Um, and then you can be partied up during the, the periods in between that. But when you go, go back to Fort Tarsus or the city that you're in, that's where your individual story progress will will um will be isolated from kind of the the game around it so you'll have missions and stuff like that that might be available to you only because you're a little bit further in the story progression but it doesn't limit you from playing with somebody else that might be a little bit further behind you but the story progression will only continue in your specific area so you're not going to see story elements out in the free world Mm -hmm. um if somebody else is ahead of you you're not going to jump ahead but you may have access to like i guess like i said you'll have story missions and stuff like that that others haven't completed yet that you'll be able to play through with them so um yeah i mean there is a big story element to it i mean bioware and casey hudson who's the general manager at bioware has talked about how much emphasis there is on story they did bring back drew Carpishin, who was one of the original writers for uh, knights of the old republic as well as mass effect one and then i think he was a co-writer on mass effect two before leaving the franchise in mass effect three um but yeah so he's joined bioware i think worked the skeleton of the of the anthem story and then left bioware again after so it's very promising based on his work in the past um but yeah hopefully we we uh we do get a really really great story but it doesn't seem like they're going to reveal much more there's really been only one story trailer up until this point in time and it was very kind of ominous and not quite specific Mm. and not really giving us a a narrative but they have been trying to tease on twitter that there's supposed to be so many more secrets to this game that they haven't even looked at and like they haven't even touched upon within social media or in any of the trailers since so it's hopefully realistically speaking i feel like everything that we've seen from the game even after playing the demo i don't feel like i know the game yet like it feels like it was just really just this is how it's going to feel so you can get accustomed to the controls but like we don't know what the story like to your point we don't know what the story is going to be we don't know all the secrets of the actual map because there's a lot of places in this map that are kind of uh, cut off other than one or two small little areas that you can go and free play but if that's really the case they've done a really really good job of hiding um, a lot of what Anthem is hoping, or sorry, we're hoping that Anthem will be, um, which is a testament to, I think, Bioware being really, really comfortable with what they're about to put out, because I think that when you uh, leave something um, or you put something out there and it's going to be as big of a franchise as I think Anthem has the potential to be, I think that there's a, a lot of risk in not revealing as much as as they possibly could, and they haven't really revealed very much. Um, so, yeah, so we've got the four uh, Javelins, um we went around for tarsus a little bit uh what else shane what kind of stood out to you in the gameplay uh, the flying felt great obviously the standout of the game most of the game is based on flying and you really do feel like iron man 100 percent um the suit abilities are really cool unfortunately i didn't get a lot of time to play with the other three suits only really the the ranger and a little bit with the storm um but the, the there's also a lot of variety in the enemy types which is nice in the small amount that we that i played which was maybe three four hours there was a variety of different 
characters with different, uh, or mobs, I should say, with different features, different attack types, different shield types, varying difficulties. Uh, so it was nice. Um, if I were to compare it to a, a game, I would say it's a lot, it reminds me a lot of like what you would get at a division, except it's like Division and Destiny together, which is, I guess, the same because they're kind of in the same sort of overarching the massive multiplayer online shooter yeah so you get your bullet sponges where you're just unloading and unloading and unloading and unloading and unloading but then you're like okay maybe i can start uh chaining together my suit abilities and you know my melee attack and my dash and my fly and and you really start getting the groove and and it feels really good when you get that when you when you start mastering it um but that's really what what stood out to me what about you daniel i think uh the guns definitely uh, or sorry, like the, the actual shooting in the game feels very reminiscent of Mass Effect 3 for me, where they really, really nailed what uh, combat should feel like. So I think that that's one thing that Andromeda and 3 and Mass Effect 2 to a certain degree also did really, really well, is that they felt substantial when you shot. Um, I think the flying mechanic, I mean, that definitely is the most fun part. It, it's not quite like the traversal, like the joy of traversal in Spider-Man, um, but it gives you a, a, a lot of freedom to be able to do a lot of like fun moves and stuff like that like diving through a waterfall is pretty sweet um being able to dodge midair being able to to hover in the air while shooting and picking off enemies and then picking up and dropping down a melee attack or like a ground pound maneuver so there's a lot to do with flying that i think can get really really interesting and i think that that's what separates what ultimately is going to separate it from a game like division and destiny is division and destiny very much are grounded games you don't you barely jump in division destiny you have abilities to be able to but the game very much takes place on ground Mm -hmm. whereas anthem allows you to you know jump in your javelin and basically jump off a very very high hill and land and take out some enemies and then jump right back in the air and then go halfway across the map to find a a fort where you might find outlaws or some other enemy type so i think that that's really really cool i think having that flying dimension really is what's going to separate it from a game like division especially with it coming out so close and then yeah i think the uh the character variety was pretty cool so we saw outlaws we saw scars and then within each of those individual categories there was probably about i don't know i want to say like six to eight different enemy types so you had like valkyries elementals i think were part of scars so you got quite a bit of a variety in terms of what your enemy types were and even somebody that was watching us stream it uh shout out to mike he kind of made a comment on it and that's really when i think shane myself and gabby started to realize how many different varieties of enemies we were playing um so yeah i think those are probably the three big things i think it's hard to again it's hard to kind of i feel like we're reviewing a demo which gave us like a very very small sliver of the game but everything the way that it handles to the way that uh, it just feels to be in the game i think that they've 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 made it a very fun uh experience so far even though it's been a very very short one i wanted to throw something out to you guys about uh how combat feels so i'm glad to hear that like the guns feel substantial because i always felt that that was a thing in like destiny where like the gun feel definitely felt more a bit more like more pew pew as opposed to like something more substantial like when you play in like a call of duty game where you can very much feel like these are a very credible weight of the gun exactly yeah Yeah. Uh, i want to ask about like how much does flight feel like it can be integrated into combat now does flight feel more like a um, point A to point B sort of situation. And then once you're engaged, it becomes more of a situation where you might be hover doing some light hovering or can you fly around a, an arena? I think it depends on your class. So I think that uh, playing Storm right before we came on the podcast with Storm, a, yeah. a, a, an imperative part of that class is that you're hovering and um, doing things like dropping elemental 
um, finishers and, 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 and like supers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I think the distance that you create by being in the air is actually a significant part of the storm class. One complaint that I did have, and I don't know whether this is something that I maybe missed or I just didn't quite understand how to do, but, uh, flying in certain areas when we were facing that boss chain and that world event, I wish that there were moments where I could have just jumped and gotten the high ground on, uh, some of the mobs because yeah. You have to actually jump to fly, but the actual motion of doing that doesn't feel natural. Like you'll basically have to jump up, take off, and your javelin will propel you into a specific direction, and then you'll have to pull back and pull out your gun to be able to kind of get. It's um, not like a vertical takeoff. You yeah, you can't like hover. Momentum. Like you can't jump to straight hover. You have to jump, fly, and then hover. But Shane was telling me afterwards with the storm um, javelin, you can actually jump up, and then if you hit the right stick on the Xbox you can just hover in the air. So I don't know if that's applicable to the other javelins. I would love to, to see if that's the case. And maybe I'll try that next weekend when I play the uh, the public demo. But uh, it's definitely a big part of the combat. It, it, it's a huge separator between you and um, and then whatever enemies are on the ground. Not many enemies from the demo were were uh, were airborne. So there's a couple of like elementals and Valkyries and uh, Wyvern. But for the majority, I'd say that uh, most of the, uh, the, the enemies that you face are on the ground. Because to your point, that feels like an opportunity for them to really differentiate the game based on like, just how combat feels. Many of like many third-person and first-person games, like I think Titanfall was very unique in its in its ability to integrate like traversal and different ways of moving about and like wall running in games that made that made the shooting in Titanfall feel dramatically different than in other games. So I'm kind of curious how. How like how Anthem will basically differentiate itself, giving you giving you like a mech in third person, and, and there's no PvP at this point, right? Like the game is solely going to be collaborative, and when you take on bosses, but interesting to see how like different people bring different styles, and how there's different ways to utilize your mech suit to basically fight in unconventional ways. Yeah, I was kind of worried that it might feel derivative of uh, of the division and, and and destiny, just in terms of the type of game that it is, and it does in ways like I feel like it's hard to not play it and still think about destiny because destiny was kind of a pioneer of sorts for for the genre. But I think the the biggest thing, and I talked about it earlier, the idea of flight um, being the big separator between uh, Anthem and, and and division. Division, I'd say, still has the most substantial feel in terms of guns, and I don't I don't know if Shane, if you would agree with this, but like. Shooting in the division, despite the fact that you're uh, uh, shooting at a lot of bullet sponges, it felt really, really good, and you felt a huge difference between if you were playing with a sniper rifle, for example, ver- uh, example versus if you felt with uh, if you're playing with an assault rifle. And even the sub kinds of assault rifles and battle rifles and stuff like that, they felt quite different from one another. So I think Division still has like a huge leg up on both Destiny and uh, and Anthem in that regard. But I think in a lot of other ways, Anthem matches a lot of what uh, made the division a lot of fun to play um, gameplay wise but i don't know if you feel the same way that you yeah. you're kind of one of the only person where i guess uh, other than gabby you've played division and destiny a fair amount to be able to division not too much okay yeah but uh because that was the whole debacle of... gabby jumped ahead of us and then left us in the dust and then when you played this ahead of gabby it was a calamity so interesting yeah. how that turns out but alas, yes, the guns did feel different uh, in in uh, Division, and you know what? This game actually made me hype for Division, which is strange. Gabby said the same thing. He's like, it just made him super stoked for Division Two. Yeah, like I, I playing this, like I I really, 
I really want to commit to loving a game like this because I look back on the good times in Destiny and playing together as like a squad and and really just going on and playing a metric crap ton of it and coming home and looking forward to it. Uh, so like I'm looking forward to trying to find a game like this. It's hard with the variable schedule, but uh, I definitely, definitely want to get into something either this or Division or... Something like that. I mean, it, it may turn out that it could be both, depending on the game sharing technique that we use. If I split it with Moki, I buy this, Moki buys Division, then we can play both. But uh, I also looked it up. You can hover with any javelin using the right stick. So you can? Mm -hmm. Okay, so my biggest complaint out of this demo is null and void, which is awesome. Yeah, well, I'm very and, happy. and I mean, that's, that's the thing about this demo is like the demo drops you in at level 10. We don't know how much playtime that is before you get to level 10 in the actual finished game. So so just for, for perspective on it, you will your level cap is 30. And when Bioware released the demo, they said that this is about halfway through the main story. So think about that as like you're playing at this point in the game and you have no idea of what the controls are, how the game plays. So there's a lot of discovery that takes place in it, and that's part of it, I guess, is learning the controls and looking it up. I'm, I mean, it's kind of like Red Dead, where there's just, I mean, it's not even close to Red Dead, but Red Dead had all those controls that you just would learn from word of mouth of other people. But I, I think otherwise the game, like, and the attention to detail and customization is really cool in the game. That's uh, yeah. as well, yeah. yeah. Customizing your javelin, lots of different um, materials that you can use. So there's like a a cloth that's like a triangular pattern and there's like a steel finish and there's like a washed finish and then you can choose the actual um like like style of your javelin so you can see whether it's old whether it's dirty whether it's clean whether it's normal and then within each of those materials you can have custom colors you can have preset colors there's vinyls that you can add on top of it after you've already set your appearance so the the visual customization it's not like shaders in destiny where you would wear a shader and then that would be what you would wear, and there's really mm -hmm. no way to customize this. This actually does a, a pretty significant, um, uh, it's a pretty significant jump in terms of how much customizability Hit you have my Mac. in the way that your javelin looks. Yeah, so it's really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm surprised. I am surprised. Happily genuinely. surprised. Yeah, I mean, like Gabby said, he's like, Shane's only going to play this for a week and stop. I mean, it'll probably end up being that, but. I'm excited to at least get some time in on it. See, oh. but that's... See, I think that's fair, because we have so many of these games coming out. Like, we just went over, like, a whole, like, list where you have, like, your Destiny 2, you have Division, um, you have... What was the other one I just mentioned just a second ago? What, which... Anthem? Um, no, not Anthem. There was another one. But ultimately, like, we have these, like, m uh, massive multiplayer online role-playing shooter game mashups... And each of them become like these weird, like sort of part-time jobs they have to put time into. Like that's one of the things I'm watching this game tentatively. Like, man, I really like this. This looks really cool. I'd love to go in and play like through a whole campaign and really like get a singular experience out of it. But a lot of it feels like this has got to be. This is going to be your ongoing game. Like the only way, like the only way you really get the most out of this is by being you part of a group, playing put in the time. with people, coordinating the time. And it's just like, so do I not play this game at all or? Yeah, it's either you're full, you're in it, or you're not. I joked with Gabby that I hope that 
I on obviously I don't hope this because I want each gamer to get the game that speaks to them the most. But I joke that I kind of want one of them to be bad, either Anthem or The Division, because I don't want to have to have that problem in in late February, early March, where I don't know whether I want to put in more time on The Division or Anthem. Right, so it's hard not to err toward uh, uh, Anthem in that case, just because of you know my weird relationship and appreciation for Bioware, despite yeah. them not being the developer that they used to be. I hope both of them are it's really, not really, really great. Weird but to like, like, it's not really weird to like a developer and hope for more coming out of them when they've developed some of your favorite games, right? I mean... It's just been such a long time since they have. Like, their last great game was... To, I love Mass Effect 3. I know a lot of people have a lot of problems with Mass Effect 3. I really, really loved Mass Effect 3. Yeah. But... Consider how many, but I mean, I would say consider how many years of them doing great stuff versus how many years of them like doing crap shit, right? Like, what yeah. was the last thing that they? What was the thing that they? What was the last thing they released that was objectively not good? Like, I can only really count like Andromeda, Andromeda. Dragon Age Two. Was, There's a lot was, of people that and happy. Was Dragon Age Two really an unmitigated disaster? I didn't. I didn't think it was a good game at all. Hmm. Just for for reference. The galaxy music that played in the galaxy map in Mass Effect 2 was the world music in Dragon Age 2. And I'm not like that. I'm not kidding. Like it actually was copied and pasted. They just used the, the music from the galaxy map in Mass Effect and just put it into. That's pretty Dragon funny Age. what you consider one is a space game. I mean, in the other it's Disney, really bad. <laughs> Disney made lots of money off of that back in the day with their animations, but that's a different story. Yeah. That's for Dragon that, Age. That's could for the not, Wednesday special. <laughs> Dragon Age could not make up for it in. Uh, in gameplay nor story i think they made up for a little bit in inquisition inquisition was a lot of fun but they just haven't been at their peak like we're talking knights of the old republic jade empire mass effect mass effect 2 mass effect 3 which is an amazing trilogy but uh, since then like dragon age origins was great but they've kind of been hit or miss since then but yeah i mean a lot of optimism i hope that they do really really well um obviously with the free dlc that's been promised and then um the free content updates one final thing that i will say too this isn't based off the demo this is just what they've been talking about it sounds like they've gonna they're gonna have a lot of stuff in the elder game which is like their version of of, of like once you've already level capped and you're doing a lot of the additional stuff mm-hmm. they have a lot of elements of what the division introduced over the following years or the years following its release that will be in on day one so like i think there's like a tier system once you've reached level 30 that you can start going out on expeditions and there's like a grandmaster level one grandmaster level two and grandmaster level three and grandmaster level three has like a 3100 percent damage modifier for both taking damage and delivering damage so stuff like that that made the division really really enticing to go back to they've already got it built into the base game which to me is very promising and it relates back to what we talked about last week with destiny is destiny added um, so many things after the fact, it felt mm-hmm. like it shipped as a shell Anthem. I think the idea is that they want to ship it as a full game and then just supplement that experience with stuff that they add after, which I have a really, really deep appreciation for, especially cause it's EA and EA, EA isn't necessarily the publisher that would do that and not just try to monetize every aspect of the game. Well, that's, I mean, in saying that my, my final thought on it is in the in the demo you get direct access to what the microtransaction aspect of it is going to be which is all the vanity items right you can see the ability to use coins to purchase different uh mm-hmm. gear and materials customization and, and materials and colors and 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 things like that so you can see people are going to bite on that for sure cuz some of this stuff looks really badass so it's there but at least it's there in playing sight and it's not there hidden 
and there's not loot boxes and things like that. So yeah, it's honest. It's not game affecting. Yeah. They it, did it, say they did say that the scale of which you're unlocking things in the main in the demo is going to vary quite considerably from the actual pace of the game itself. So I don't know whether that means that you're going to level up faster in the main game or whether you're going to level much slower in the in the uh, in the main game, but. Uh, everything to your point everything that is a microtransaction will be unlockable through playing the game a lot i just don't know whether it's going to be yeah. like a, a, a battlefront scenario where it takes like 30 years too, to unlock right? a skin yeah that stuff always changes as the game matures and everything and as like the player base levels up they just don't want to alienate newer players they'll create systems in which like you can now level up much more quickly yeah i guess since, since we're all going through my since we're all going through like final thoughts like my final thought is like ultimately looking through is this game looks amazing it's beautiful it um, looks we were just really, watching really good. some of it like it's mm-hmm. like just the incredible attention to detail on character models and things like that uh, many of the characters like even just when they're in the flesh and you think like if they're going to phone it in somewhere it'll probably be on the actual human beings who you don't see because they're mostly in tin cans the entire time but they look incredible like they're they're so well animated um even like the level design like just in the open world and everything is gorgeous but it's the sort of thing where just like you look at that and i'm just like sort of in the same way as shane is like i would want to you know play this game but like i also don't all my schedule doesn't always allow for me to be able to play games at the same time with all my friends and also i don't necessarily want to play a bunch of multiplayer online collaborative shooters all the time like i just want to go through like the story on my own and maybe try to go, maybe like commit the time to like trying to get a platinum trophy in that game or, you know, unlock all the achievements. But if the game is now geared towards just like, you know, playing that multiplayer, going through running those raids over and over again, like, does it become a sort of situation where it's just like, maybe someone who's looking for that sort of experience maybe should steer clear? Well, I think it would be cool if they do what they did with, uh, not Knights of the Old Republic, just the, like the Old Republic, the online, the MMO that they released yeah. six or seven years ago now. What that game, I think, did really, really well over a period of time, and it was also developed by Bioware, Austin, mind you, but um, multi, the multiplayer aspects of it, like the MMO aspects, started to become secondary when they started releasing more and more packs because you could actually complete the narrative on your own if you wanted to, but you would miss out on some of the world bosses as a result of not playing with other players. But the great stories that were within the Old Republic, you could technically play them by yourself if you really just wanted to know the narrative of, like, Darth Revan or whatever the case might be, whatever yeah. DLC that they added. I'm hoping that Anthem tells a compelling enough story where you that may not have the desire, the time to be able to go in and play with a, a multiplayer like set of people to go and do world bosses and raids, you would still want to play Anthem for the story because it tells a really, really great, compelling story. That's what's the I guess the jury's still out on, and we're not gonna know about that until the game actually comes out. But I hope that it walks that balance really well because I think that'll really what that that'll really be what brings Bioware back into people's good graces is that they can do multiplayer, but they can also make a great single player linear story within the narrative or within the the framework of something that's much bigger or has the potential to be much bigger than that. So I'm sure we'll share our thoughts on and off the podcast around that so that you can get a better sense of whether it's something that you want to dive into, even just as a single player. All right, just with what's what's out there, it's like it's this, it feels like the sort of thing like oh, I'm definitely gonna spend sixty nine 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 on this game, <laughs> yeah. and just like at some point, now I'm just determining like how much am I gonna regret this? You shouldn't at all, not even a little bit. Yeah, you should I, play the you should play the demo next weekend. So 
Again, the demo will be up next weekend. Public demo for anybody on PlayStation, PC, and Xbox One. Um, it will be available from, I believe, February 1st until February 3rd. That's the uh, the public beta period. If it's anything like this week, it'll start at noon on Friday and end at 9 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Um, and you will not have to re-download the demo. Um, it will be something where your progression will carry over to the public uh, demo that's out next weekend if you got a chance to participate in the VIP demo this weekend. Um, so yeah, so I mean, if you're going to jump into it, next weekend's the next time that you'll be able to play it again, and then followed by early access on Origin and EA access on February 15th before the final game rolls out on February 22nd. So Paul, for you, if you want to, you know, hang around and play some Anthem next weekend and, and jump in and see if it is your cup of tea, then we're going to have a demo for you. I got you, a bud. bunch of off time next weekend that really correlates perfectly with the demo. So I there feel like go. I'm going to get some time in there. Cool. Good. Let's right. do it. What's the Let's what's the it. verb they use for like getting in your javelin? Like, do you launch? Like, get mounting. In. Get in. I'm gonna mount. You I'm mount gonna, your javelin. I'm gonna mount a javelin. You penetrate your I'm javelin. I'm going to oh. penetrate. Oh. You javelin like your javelin. <laughs> you you enter it from the back. I want something with a lot of thrust. It's a lot of padding. Really. Lots. Yeah, it's a weird little intro, though. I like the animation. No, the, the animation, like, in-game is cool, but the animation to get into your suit, I think, is a little It weird. looks comfy, dude. It reminds me of getting into hockey equipment. If it was metallic like and large. Yeah. I hope you fight a human enemy out in the world, and you just punch him with a javelin suit, and it just destroys his vertebrae. That'd be well, so much fun. Well, you fight humans. I was listening to another podcast that was talking Without any at armor. length about hockey equipment. It okay. was, like, another video game podcast, and someone was asking about just, like whether or not they should invest in hockey gear because one of the one of the guys in the podcast has been playing hockey for like the last eight years and he was just like get shoulder pads otherwise you'll get badly hurt as someone who plays hockey would you like to weigh in on the importance of wearing hockey equipment? i mean yeah most of my like bodily ailments and like just you know general depreciation of of my joints and health and stuff like that comes from the fact that i very rarely wear a full set of equipment playing hockey you wear a helmet though yeah no just a toque. Shoulder pads? Nope. Uh, I wear skates. Do you wear a cup? I wear a javelin suit. I have a cup with me for water. And you drink from that? Sometimes. It depends whether I'm playing shitty outside or whether I'm playing like like hockey. So on, guys, on. follow us on social media. <laughs> follow us on social media. Social, social media. Social media. At Shawshank Media. What is it? Follow us at, at the Slice Media. Instagram, Twitter. Do we have anything else? Uh, Facebook, but don't we don't really update no, it. No, we don't do the Facebook. We actually have a Facebook? Yeah. Huh. It's a business page. Nice. Dope. Check it out. That's mind your business. <laughs> just mind your own business. Just, just mind your business. It's business casual. So, business dress so yeah, check us out on social media. Uh we'll be back on Wednesday. Hopefully it's snowing less than than it is currently Today. right now don't on count Monday. On it. Well, we'll see. Oh, we'll it's see been a slice. It's been a slice. It's been a slice, slice and dice. Bye. Teen Titans!